Guess who? And guess what? Footy Prime is launching a gin, and we're having a party to celebrate. Thursday, June 6th, join the whole FP crew for Footy Prime's one-night stand at Nickel Nine Distillery in Toronto. Come celebrate Footy Prime's one-ball gin with Nickel Nine Distillery mixologists on hand, Charmin's proper pies, meet and greet and photo ops with your favorite primers, and a live Atska's Almost Anything podcast. Footy Prime's one-night stand, June 6th at 7 p.m. till when we kick you out. Tickets at eventbrite.ca. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. It's Labor Day, and you'd expect us to take the day off like many other people in your life, but no, because this is a labor of love. This is Footy Prime. And as you know, as Wu-Tang famously said, cash rules everything around me. But as you may have learned in your own life, more money, more problems. All for one, all for nothing. (laughs) Toronto FC breaking the hearts of many, but we're still running around drunk yelling, all for one, like Federico Bernardeschi does. Tutti por uno, everyone. You're you're here with us on this Labor Day Monday. How you doing, Giggles? That's you, Craig Forrest. Great. Nice to see you again. Thanks for being the only person to join me on our Footy Prime Match Day live stream show yesterday for Manchester United Arsenal. That's all right. Labor really, of love, like you said. I really appreciate that. Jimmy Brennan is back with his Altoids across his computer. Why why did we not take the day off today? Because we have a schedule. People expect a show. All right. Yeah, the last couple of days off. What, what do you want? Yeah, exactly. It's a long weekend, man. <laughs> In this business, this is the first thing you're, you'll learn now, right? Fully converting to media. There are no fucking holidays. Unless you are an executive, 
There is no holidays. Are we all not executives on the show? <laughs> no, it's just it's just Wonger's show, and we're living in it. That's why Wonger isn't here, right, so, James Sherman? So he, he gets to enjoy a day off. That's precisely it. Mm-hmm. I guess we have commercial responsibilities, which is why I am assuming we're charging Fubo and Northstar double for working on a holiday, right? Uh, yeah. Time and a half it is. It's time and a half, half, is it? Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time since you've had a regular job too, eh? It has. I, it's, it's nice. I do. I, yeah, it was nice when I was making $11 an hour in archives of the score. When you forget that, oh, man, that Monday that I worked a double shift. Oh, what's this 1425 on here? Look at this. I know. It made a big difference back in those days, actually. You get that, that check, and it's like, holy shit, it's like $500 now. Hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. Going out with the boys this weekend. <laughs> Times change. Yeah, they do. JC is here, which... Um, which is great because JC is likely going to insert some type of voice accent or bit at some point in the show. Right. Governor. That's a good one. I started off with Italian. I thought maybe we were leaning that way, but but that that's a good one. JC. Spaghetti. Eh? Oh, that was Yikes. canceled. Well, I tell you a lot of people throwing shit at the wall at uh, BMO field yesterday. Um, the wall of shame. With the Jimmy's on? Well, <laughs> <laughs> shame. It's a good thing that the, uh, the or fitting, I guess, that the CNE was on because that pitch was a circus. I mean, we've said that before, uh, and it was for the neutral in a good way. Um, when halftime came, I think everybody in the stands was just relieved to have a break because had it continued for another forty-five minutes without a break, um, people might have suffered a heart attack. But Craig, I mean, they've uh, they've paid the big bucks for these two guys. They delivered. Uh, Insigne's goal made it two nil. Seven minutes into the match, it seemed like they were flying. But it doesn't matter who's on Montreal ever. They come and play the best games against Toronto FC. Yeah, they really do. It doesn't matter. You could have Pele, Maradona, Lewandowski up front if you don't do the basics defensively. You got no freaking chance. <laughs> frustrating isn't it you know what though but bob bob bradley didn't have this on his bingo card did he i mean this definitely didn't see this coming um and just a fall uh defensively like a, a collapse like i've have not seen from toronto sc for years so i don't put it all down to bob bradley i just think this is a really difficult situation but and then also westberg the backup for bono does he have any faith in him whatsoever? Doesn't seem like it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people were, uh, my phone was, was blazing up. I was uh, sitting in 105. So I, I was in the section every time Montreal was scoring. I was trying to see the, the Toronto goals, but I, I ended up, excuse me, opposite every time Montreal was scoring um, because I was trying to see the Toronto goals. And that um, the depth perception on, on Bono um it was it was hard to tell whether he should have had the two of them, um, but looking back at the highlights, it seemed like he's just you know, got a hand to it, but not strong enough, or he got caught out, mm-hmm. and they're burned again. And he's been unlucky too. But you know, the first shot, if he's in form, he's either holding that or pushing that wide, as, as opposed to pushing it back into play. Mm. Uh, that was the first one, and then. Uh, Really bad defending, and then the second one, she's terrible by 
the defense and uh, and then coming in on a tight angle and somehow squeezing it through his legs at that angle shouldn't shouldn't score from there so it's just uh, one thing after another to just giving up goals really really lightly i think it's his confidence is gone isn't it gone over, over the last number of games just silly simple mistakes that he's making where a goalkeeper that's full of confidence is saving these yeah do you think you should make the change though jimmy i mean yeah, yeah of course of course. I mean, look, I was thinking, and I'm not, I was thinking during that game, I thought he's got to pull him. Mm-hmm. He's got to get him out. You could see in his face, like that he's just, he's, he's done. Has zero I, I don't confidence. remember ever seeing a goalkeeper pull though for like, I mean, a lot of people in the ice hockey world will, you know, know what that's like. A guy's pulling goaltenders all the time, but in know, football, I've never actually seen anybody pull a goalkeeper because of, too many goals conceded or bad goals conceded. Never seen it. No. Don't remember it ever happening. But, but it, was, yeah, it was a case of one of them. It wouldn't have surprised me if that happened. There's, no, there's two just... cases over here, two goalkeepers, right? Westberg and, and Bono, both of whom are out of a job next season, right? They're both leaving. There's been no negotiations. They both know they're moving on. Does that instability in, in goal come down to the, the management? Should they not at least re-sign one of them or by this point, move on and get someone else in goal because there must be that element of doubt in the goalkeeper's minds that this club doesn't even want me as of next season. Is that is that a factor, do you think? Mm, yeah, in the minds of the goalkeepers, for sure it is. But the other hand is, okay, if that's the situation I'm in, make it a good situation for myself personally and pull my finger out of my ass and start playing well and get myself a decent move. But if you keep playing like this... Who's gonna Who's gonna want to have a dabble on you? He's making Nobody. nearly six hundred grand or something like that, I think. So, good luck. You know, well, bad timing to coming out of a contract. Mind you, his back four is not really helping him out, Jimmy. Chris Mavinga, oh, who actually God. got better in, in recent games, I thought he's had a really bad couple of years mm-hmm. by his standards, but yesterday he was appalling. Oh yeah, not good at all. I mean, when you look at when you look at the players that they have, right, when it's Bernadeschi, Insigne, Crusido, Larea, you know, even in the middle of the park with, you know, with Oso and Bradley, Anthony K, the center backs and the goalkeeper are the positions that they need to fix. Because mm-hmm. going forward, not a problem. You can keep the ball, can move it, can create opportunities, can score goals. But that's the areas that they have to fix in order to, for me personally, anyways, in order for them to be successful, they have to get a keeper and they need to get some center backs in there. I tell you, I was watching Kamal Miller uh, very closely. And uh, God, if he was wearing red, things would be a lot different. I brought a friend who's uh, not a soccer person at all. And he said uh, before the first half, like he could tell very quickly, like number three is the boss. Hey, isn't number th- number three is, is like the point guard captain type. Like nobody, nobody on TFC wants to mess with, with Kamal Miller and uh, look at him in that position to get up and score. Jimmy, how come you weren't in the six yard box more often like that to pot it in? Uh, I think I bagged a couple. <laughs> <laughs> different era, but he didn't era, didn't start the football. Yeah, very much so. There was actually Shane O'Neill found himself in that same, same position a bit later. And uh, the whole crowd went, Shane, what is Shane O'Neill doing there? Yeah. Well, you look at Alice, Alistair scored as well. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, Alistair scored as well. Well, Montreal's yeah. a proper team, right? I mean, they've got just leadership throughout that team. From Johnson, mm-hmm. from Miller. you got Kei Kamara, 38 years of age, mm-hmm. running like he's 28. Mm-hmm. Just this boss in the end of the field. I mean, he wasn't even expected to score many goals this year, but he is. He's, he's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. You've got Mihailovic, he's off to Europe in, in January. Just playing beautiful football right now. What a goal that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I and, saw... Uh, and then even Ishmael Kane... By all reports, almost joined Sheffield United that last week. Yeah. I can't imagine it would have been for this season. It must have been a loan back deal, I would think. I don't know why Montreal would. Well, apparently, no, at the season. end of the season, they're going to revisit it. Yeah, Sheffield. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. But Montreal, you can't take anything away from them. What a what a team! They play some good football, and they're, they you really- can see the confidence, the rhythm that they have. They're they're cohesive. You know, they're that's a good squad right now. Really good team. They got to be hoping to uh, make a really good run at this. Yeah, playoffs. They got a good chance. East isn't that strong, really, is it? I mean, okay, Philly obviously having a great season. Yeah, they're a good side. Can they yeah. get past Philly? I don't know, but then it all comes down to let's be honest, LAFC, right? In the final, you'd think. But let's not get ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> yeah, and don't write off Austin either, right? Like Austin looked pretty damn strong too. They and they beat LAFC. Uh, on a Friday night a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Oh, they'll be upset once you get into the playoff. <laughs> First. Yeah, you never whoever. know. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. No. The, uh, that response, though, from Montreal, I had said that as well um, to my buddy who said, well, isn't TFC just going to wipe the floor with them? I'm like, on paper, like, Toronto C has better players. I'm like, but this is a much better team. And you could really see that in that first half and you talk about exposing Mavinga there. Kai Kamara, 38, he gets on one side of him and Mavinga pushed him out and never, like Mavinga never got back. And then he just, it's it's almost, I mean, I don't know, looking at the replay back, I thought, Bono has to be bigger there. Like, the defender was poor, but then the goalkeeping was, he was a sieve in that situation. It's, yeah. That shouldn't have gone in. Like, Mavinga, I don't, I don't know what he was thinking when he was defending. You know, as, as the ball's kind of going outside a little bit, let Kai take it and then mm-hmm. come inside and protect the goal. But it was 38 for friggin' sake. I mean, God almighty, get goal side. That's Fuck what I mean. Me. Like, I don't, I don't understand what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Jesus. He's got a heart like a pea. Mm-hmm. That's what the problem is. That was crazy. And then the goal was just shit. Oh. Oh, poor Bono. He can't save stamps at the moment. Oh. I will say. Couldn't catch a cold. <laughs> Any more cliches? Anyone? <laughs> Come on, who's up next? <laughs> Come on. Uh, I I'm, wish I'm, I... Tr- I'm honestly, I'm trying <laughs> to think of something. He's trying, look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, wish, I wish I had more Wu-Tang uh, and Nas lyrics. Um, I went to that after TFC, and let me tell you, that was a real highlight. Much more so than the game. Enjoy that? I did. It was, uh, it was interesting. It was... Um, there weren't many people there born after 92, that's for sure. It was a very, very early 80s, uh, late 70s born crowd that were uh, really feeling the vibes of real hip-hop. And for probably, I think there was 100 people in some type of TFC garb that had made the trek across Lakeshore like me to catch the end of that. The a good afternoon out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Made for a hell of a day. Yeah. And, you know, nothing says make the most of it like... Uh, Two corn dogs at 11 p.m. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm feeling it today, it's for sure. But the hangover that TFC must be going through. I'm glad I'm not. Uh, glad I'm not that training ground, Jimmy. 
because uh, you could see on the pitch. I mean, we'd seen this before with Insigne. He really does. I don't know what word you want to use. Charmin's favorite word is is petulant, but you can tell that Insigne is not having the growing pains. Uh, he's got some pains though, isn't he? You see him limping off. It's a bit of a concern, isn't it? it that is a bit of concern. But I, I, I'm speaking specific to like the growing pains of this team and watching mistakes and things not falling kindly for them. But let's be honest though. The they dug the hole before these guys arrived. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the damage that's done. And sure, you want to pick up the results. Of course, you do. But the overall record's pretty good, right? The last last uh, couple of months. They, they they let themselves down before that when they were playing the kids and blooding the kids early in the mm-hmm. season, for most of the season, in fact. So, you know, we, we can point fingers right now at Bono. Sure, you can. Fair enough. And Mavinga. But they dropped a lot of points early in the season. And when those guys arrived, they would have been saviors to lead into the playoffs. It would have been, from a mathematical standpoint, a bit of a surprise. Yeah, we'd said that. But we, we also said as well, when, when all the players come in, they get the squad that they want. Next season is going to be where it really counts and where it matters. And they look, they they know they've got a couple of positions that they need to fix ASAP. And if they do that, I think it's going to be a different story next season. I think it will be too, except it's disappointing from us the fact that even the Canadian Championship, they lose that in pens, right, to Vancouver. It's a big, you know, big thing that they're going to miss out on the CONCACAF Champions League yeah. because of that. So really, a lot of money spent by the club for this season for – Looks like it's going to be for nothing. Yeah, great. But those Thursday Sundays, you know, those Thursday Sundays is tough for any team. Maybe next year, just focusing on the league itself. That's all they want. Well, there's that. Always a silver lining. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to think of a cliche. It's just not popping up. It's too early for me. What I, I told you, these, sh- these early morning shows are different. I feel it. No, they're good. I like them, actually. Usually my, my brain's good at this time in the morning. It works better now, for sure, than it does in the evenings. But <laughs> this long weekend, I'm just like a little bit morose. So, so what, does, uh, what does Pickering's favorite pie man do on a, on a long weekend? Go to Burlington, see my parents. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> Switch off from the grid. I did that. That was nice. Put the phone down. Don't touch it. Yeah. But I'm caught up now. Don't worry. We can talk about football. We're good. Well, it's uh, it ended four uh, three, but when Insigne scored that in, in stoppage time, um, he didn't have the the urgency or the panic to pick the ball out of the back of the net and run back to the halfway line. I don't think he felt like they were getting an equalizer. So it was thought, pretty much the last kick of the game. Again, to speak to that body language, I uh, yeah, I, I thought that was that seemed very telling. Yeah, you score three goals and don't win a game at home. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, honestly. I didn't see any of Vancouver and San Jose. Um, just some highlights. Did you see that one, Craig? I did not. San Jose dropped that. Oh, excuse me, Vancouver dropped that 2-0 away. Yeah. Jeez. They're not doing themselves any favors, eh, Jimmy? They just, man, I, I don't know how to describe them. Just when you when you think they've, they've got something they uh, and you start to expect something, they can't yeah. show. They're the no-fun team. <clears throat> no. It killed them too. They conceded what in the first four or five minutes, mm. right away. You're just thinking, "Oh, here we go." Then again, the thirtieth minute, and you're just chasing the game. They had no answers. They didn't have any answers mm-hmm. for San Jose. And San Jose looked good. They were knocking around. They played some good football. And they've struggled this year, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're no, uh, they're no CF Montreal. 
Maybe they'll bring Kai Kamara back next season. You know, I, <laughs> I don't know if he'll he'll stick around in Montreal, but give it, uh, as a neutral, like as a MLS fan, I've always liked that guy. I know he's played for every single MLS team. It seems like, uh, and he was like running through TFC defenses like Drano in 2007, and still doing it at age uh, 38. And he just yeah. he just turned 38 a couple days ago. Uh, well, by the way, that that Bono, eh? Swatting at flies, wasn't he? Huh? <laughs> there it is. That's uh, that stadium turned into Lord of the Flies uh, around the forty-fourth uh, minute. <laughs> nice, mm-hmm. nice B. Yeah, I liked to, it. To quote Wu Tang, "Protect your neck." That's why they didn't let the Mon- CF Montreal fans have their section. There were a few blue uh, blue shirts and blue. They hats were there. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, but there Maybe wasn't the section. There. Though. there wasn't the section, which uh, which is disappointing because the the atmosphere, like honestly, like that rivalry is great. That that rivalry is incredible, and you it's can good. Like it's coming the, along, isn't it? The league. So, did, was there any, any official announcement as to why there there wasn't a section? Or was it just done covertly? I mean, I I didn't see any official announcement. I'm not in those French forums. Um, I, I didn't I didn't see as to why, but just uh, Montreal fans had complained a few days before that TFC had formally made the section unavailable for them, so they they weren't able to purchase through uh, through the club as they normally do. We'll see when. Uh... Whenever the next game is, when Toronto play there, whether they return the favor, they yeah. won't. Apparently, they're they're both arguing a little bit, and that's why they they stopped it. <laughs> it's gets a little uh, yeah. bad blood between the two clubs. A little bad blood, which is good. It is. I it like is. it. There was a couple of moments on the pitch uh, earlier. There was um, a free kick um, just outside the box, and Insigne's in the wall. And you can see the new guys really getting into it with the Montreal players, um, which I love. It seems like they like they bought right in immediately. Um, still early in the match, but it felt that that first half honestly felt like the last ten minutes in a in a, a final or a cup game. Um, but God, it got away from TFC, and uh, and I didn't think we'd spend twenty minutes talking about MLS to open the show. But how about the Premier League, boys? It was a pretty decent weekend in the Premier League. Manchester United and Arsenal's perfect season. Mm-hmm. Who saw that coming? Very eventful. That was a tough game to pick, wasn't it? I would, I would yeah. Like, yeah, it's a very difficult game to predict that one. We all avoided it on footy picks for a reason. Yeah. And Arsenal, you know, when they came out second half, they played really well. They, yeah. they, they, they were on the front foot and then bang out of the, you know, they end up behind uh, against the run of play. So, um, Still pretty happy with the way Arsenal are playing. I don't think uh, Arsenal fans would be too disappointed other than the result itself. Don't you think they'll be a little bit deep down in the, the inner recesses of those Arsenal fans? A bit of concern? Like, okay, it's a great start of the season, but the games weren't that challenging, not the greatest opponents. And the first real challenge, I know they played Palace first game of the year, but that was Palace before we knew what Palace was. Mm. First real test with, with this, you know, uh, United team, Finally figuring out perhaps, and they get beaten three one. It's like, oh, are we on? Are we set for a, a bit of a run here? Reverting back to type, could be. Yeah, but they played. They played pretty well. I think some of Arteta's moves, maybe you know, from his standpoint, might not have been the best substitutions. But overall, I, you know, this United side is also doing quite well lately too. I mean, I can't believe how much has changed over the last few weeks. And we were talking about this, me and Brendan yesterday about, you know, football changes really quickly, but 
Tanaga has done really well getting this unit together, you know, not so much even just talk about them on the field, but off the field, getting them galvanized as a, as a group that seems to be happening. Results are great. So that's obviously going to be uh, improving things all the time. And uh, yeah, so they look good too. Rashford, if he stays and keeps that form, like we know he can, that's the big question mark. Um, he looked great. And I don't think Ronaldo's going to be playing much if he gets back to the form we've seen him in before. Yeah, nice start for Anthony. That was oh, a nice goal. Oh, I see. Superb. He's a, he's a player. He looks Bruno Fernandes just he looks good. spraying passes at the outside of his boot as well. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and Christian Eriksen, who, who looks like the Eriksen of old now. It seems he's one of those guys, right, where the game seems to just slow down when he gets the ball on the field. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. He's so smart and so confident in his ability, but everything yeah. slows down. He allows everyone else to... You know, when I play football and B, you're the same way probably, right? Us un- elite athletes, when the ball comes to me, like everything's in fast forward. Like, blah, 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 blah. Shit, yeah. what do I do? What do I do? Mm-hmm. Ah, ah. But, but the better players is the opposite, right? Things just slow down. They know yeah. they can take their time. And you watch him play and that's what it feels like. But there was that period though, right? Like Craig and I were talking about that. And we all joked when we saw the links first that Christian Eriksen was going to come and be uh, one of the first pieces of Ten Hag's new project. And we thought, really? Like, f- people forget before the Euros that he was on the decline and not getting games at Inter. And it the he didn't seem to show kind of really any of that form, just flashes. And you saw him, you know, lose his place under Jose at Spurs. Like, it's, it seemed like the wheels were falling off. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like, give him credit. God, he's, he's found it. And you're right. He looks like Spurs dangerous. And he was involved in all three goals. Yeah, he's so he's good though. He's so he's so silky when he plays. Really, is the way he sees a game, reads it, his touch. Like you don't feel like that type of player. You don't really feel them, see them, like overexerting themselves or sprinting all over the place. They just right. happen to be at the right place, right time. Everything's so easy when they're on the ball. Such a good player. When they broke out and there was a two on one, I forget who the defender was, but it was, uh, I believe this was Rashford's second, right? To make it 3 1. And you're expecting that person in that position that was Ericsson to be Ronaldo at that point, right? And it's like, oh, God, it's Ericsson again. Um, but yeah, you, you're right about just him always being in the right situation and the way that he he reads the game. He's uh, he's a special player. And, and he's it's really amazing this game of ours, eh? how, how stupid it is, right? And how the narrative shifts so quickly. It's just stupid. I think we said it. Let's not judge anyone so quickly. It's early in the season. Three weeks ago, this team was in crisis. Relegation. Hired the wrong man. You know, <laughs> they're going to be relegated. And now it's completely <laughs> flipped on its head. Like within within two or three weeks, Mm-hmm. They're fifth, right? Yeah, They're fifth on the table now. <laughs> fifth. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. Um, I forget which one of you was talking about Arsenal, though, and if there's concerns about uh, them coming up against a big test. Um, Charms like showing the some cracks here. Um, I didn't think they played too poor. I, I I do think though that like you know a big clash away. Um, they tried to play it a little safe, and Forrest mentioned there like the the substitutions. Arteta made that triple change and they switched to a 4-4-2 and then United scored like not long after that. And I feel like that just kind of th- threw them off. He threw Martinelli to left back. And well, if that, just... if that Martinelli goal has stood as well, would have made quite a difference, right? Yeah, no, it would have made. And Odegaard missed a really good chance. Really good chance. Mm-hmm. Oh, they yeah. went down the other end and scored, so. Mm-hmm. 
he had a decent game, but I wonder if he's got a knock or I, I was a bit surprised to see him come off as early as he did. He came off in that 72nd minute, that triple sub there. Um, but yeah, that Anthony goal was great. And I loved his, his reaction, the big badge kiss. And uh, they said in the broadcast, like, I think he needs to learn the geography because he had no idea he was in front of the Arsenal fans. They were incensed. <laughs> I think he got booked. Uh, I think he got booked for excessive celebration um, because the referee thought he was trying to incense the Arsenal fans. But hey, I, not, nothing better, though, than seeing Richarlison getting booked, right? Taking a shirt off on a goal that wasn't a goal. Mm. Sorry, switching games here didn't mean to. They rescind, they rescind that, though, no? Because the goal didn't I count, they rescind the card? I don't think so. Oh, I think... Uh, Do they? I, I think in watching it, I, maybe that was just my interpretation as I it's was... It's a stupid uh, card anyway. I mean, just let the guy celebrate a little bit here. Jesus Christ, take your shirt off, who cares? But yeah. anyway, that's a different conversation. Yeah, referees only following the rules. No, no, I'm not blaming the referees. I'm... But regardless if it counts or not, if you're taking your shirt off, it's still a booking, isn't it? I would think so. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've, you've done the act. It's like, I'm trying to find some murder metaphor here, but it's, it's just not coming to mind right now. That'll uh, be one of the worst calls than that this weekend, I tell you that much. Oh, I'll tell you what, yeah, I'm, I don't want to... Let, let be, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. What, what game? No, I was going to say I West Ham was screwed. Game, completely yeah. screwed. Yeah, How 100%. the... F- fuck is that considered a foul and the referee's body governing body has admitted making mistakes at uh, chelsea uh, west ham and newcastle as well so it's not var it's the people running it people using it is the problem but that chelsea won it right away i just it was how can that be a foul like it's just there is contact in the game they just yeah. You know, Mendy, and, and the goalkeeper Mendy's, throws himself at, at yeah. Bowen's feet, throws himself doing what he should do. No one, no one's at fault here. No one's mm-hmm. at fault. But there's going to be contact. And then the best part is he's he grabs his like Mendy grabs his, sh- his shoulder right, and then waves with the same arm to get attention from the sidelines. Like <laughs> if it really hurts that much, you're not waving with that arm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he sold it. He really sold it, and it obviously worked. It was so bad. He really so bad. But here, here's the problem, right? And Craig, we, we talked about this as well. Every football person says that's not a foul. Everybody, the pundits back in the UK, people over here, if you're a football person, you look at that and go, never been a foul. So who's sitting behind watching these games? Well, they knew who the VAR uh, official was, but... That's, it's down to that particular person. He's got to do better than that. 100%. If everybody says that's not a foul and that one guy is, then there's obviously yeah. an issue. Yeah. Don't get involved. Because the VAR guy feels no pressure, right? Because he's hidden away somewhere, you know? What they should do is put a big podium at one end of the stadium above everything, right, with the VAR room. And then when it goes to VAR, put a spotlight on that particular little podium on that guy so he feels a bit of the pressure too to get it right. That would be great. <laughs> You're so English. Yeah. This guy who's probably making what, 80,000 pounds a year, and you want people to follow him home on the train? Come on. Train referees. He's making more than that. Should they have somebody go over with a microphone and just like, yeah, absolutely. Interview him. Yeah. What what is the call and why? Like, go, like, record it and and mic him live as he's going through the process. Hmm. It'll make for great TV. And isn't this thing about entertainment number one? Yeah. Well, it's it certainly is entertaining, even when they have to uh, when they delay it and take the sting out of the goal celebration to do the VAR review. I find that the this season maybe we're just all used to it now, or 
full stadiums, everyone happy to just be back. I do feel as though it's uh, that delay isn't taking as much of the joy away as it as it did, or maybe we're just used to it now. Yeah, uh, Brighton Leicester game. There was a VAR uh, situation where oh, it must have been five minutes. Mm. Five minutes, and then they call the referee over to the monitor. It's like holy jeez. Which game was that, Craig? Brighton Leicester. Oh, was that the McAllister goal? Uh, yeah, the goal of the season for he had, holy yeah. shit. And yeah. and for what? A foul. The keeper was being. He's, I just don't no, understand it. It was offside initially. Offside, that's the one. But the thing is, like. The player in the offside position, he doesn't make any contact with it. He went for it. He didn't make any contact, but that was enough that he was slightly offside when the ball was played. Yeah, They they did the same with uh, the Forest game where there was a goal scored. They went back to see if he was offside, and then they went back to the beginning of the play to see if there was a foul yeah. that started the play. So they went three steps. And I was like, what the hell? Like, they just yeah. keep going back, back, back. Yeah, it does seem like they're catching that more. I think that frequency has changed. I'd love to see that. Where you're right, it's like a it's a foul, you know, two minutes before that you forget was even related to the sequence yeah. that they're including in these yeah. checks. Now. Up in Old Trafford, a foul against Erickson. Mm-hmm. That's right. They, yeah, they pulled that back. Yeah, I think even the even the TFC penalty. Am I am I not wrong that that had happened and play continued for? for well over a minute before they pulled it back and called the penalty on Piet. Yeah, they went back. Yeah. I thought that was a bit soft as well. That, I, I didn't think that was a penalty, to no, be honest. I thought TFC it was game. very soft. Yeah. Wasn't it the, it was... uh, the Newcastle game too where the, the, the defender was pushed into the goalkeeper? Yeah, I saw that. Um, I remember I can see the play in my mind now. The goal Newcastle was disallowed. Another yeah. great goal. Really great goals. That ended nil nil, but uh, yeah, they just didn't all stand. Yeah, Alexis McAllister. I mean, where, where's he come from, by the way? I'm kind of confused by Alexis McAllister because on one hand, his name's Alexis, right? So you expect this speedy, scheming, clever little player, and then his last name's McAllister. So I expect some blue collar leader, average type player. I'm very confused by him. Someone from Dundee, yeah, with like a with a Spanish mother or something. So, so where is he from? I, I honestly, I mean, I should know this, but haven't done the research. It's spelled McCall- it's McAllister spelled with a space in the middle, which yeah. is a rarity as well, I think. He's good, though. Yeah, seems a decent player. I'm trying to find it, and I'm not as good at this as I used to be. It must be the drinking. I'll have a look. You keep a... He's from, he's from Argentina. Okay, there we go. Yeah. There was yeah. A, a race car driver um, that used to always get... Uh, he used to always get these press requests. It was funny watching, like, people talk about soccer press and you know, in certain regions, it's a bit of a slow education. And this guy would always get a ton of interview requests and uh, from English media who didn't know that he didn't speak English because uh, he's Brazilian and his name is Max Wilson. Not a word of English. <laughs> but like uh, didn't speak at Barcelona. Yeah, I guess so. Well, he's, where, where did he go? Um, the he fans left, were yeah, horrible. I, I don't know. I forget now. Probably Nice or somewhere. Yeah, probably Denise. Yeah, where some where some team is playing in the Champions League that you're probably not going to watch that group stage game. That's where these players. And there's a guy also in Chile, the Chilean guy, uh, Ben Brereton uh, Diaz. Yeah, that's the one. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, she isn't Chilean. No, but, but his grandmother was. So yeah, he gets to play for them. He sounds Chilean, but oh, he's he not. plays for uh, Blackburn. Blackburn. Yeah, and didn't he move though? He was he was going to move, I believe. Uh, maybe some, he didn't in the end. 
Who wanted him? Is it yeah. Leeds? Or- Leeds, I think. I think it was. Yeah. Good shout. See, Leeds uh, came in late for uh, John David, apparently. Everton, oh, did they? Too. Yeah. Oh. And he he, turned, he said no, apparently, from what, I'm, what I read. Oh, He's a guy so- that said to Everton and Leeds, no, not interested. Since we're literally dancing all over the map, uh, Craig, you uh, you wanted to bring up his two goals again. He scored two goals uh, in Lille's win over was Montpellier. Yeah, they're off to a decent start, and he has two. He's got four goals, two in his first game, two on the weekend, two assists too. Yeah. I watched a little bit of PSG on uh, on Saturday. I uh, love listening to Thomas Rongen on the call. Um, that was on uh, on BN, which is part of your football package, which is great. Um, I, th- I mean, still got to see them do it in the Champions League, but Neymar looks pretty good. Uh, Mbappe scored two goals, and then he got to sit on the bench and, and watch. Uh, Wasn't Neymar, Neymar benched this weekend? Um, I think he was this weekend. Yeah, I believe he started on the bench. He's yes, he started on the bench, but he came in. For, I'm pretty sure he came in for Mbappe. I think for Mbappe, yeah. No, all of my stuff about being taken off, and uh, the manager. He, he sounds pretty great, actually. He doesn't mm-hmm. give a shit about these egos. He says, I've told these people, these players, that we've got so many games coming up. You will have to sit on the bench at some point. I don't care who you are. And they're all whining and not happy. I'm Neymar and I'm Mbappe. You know, I, I, I shut up. Do what's right for the club. You don't hear Messi, bitch, do you? <laughs> I love it. I mean, Messi got 90 minutes, though. That's probably why. <laughs> yeah. Messi got all 90 You know minutes. the sort, though, right? Everyone knows these guys. Right? We all know these types of personalities who just think they're jack shit, you know, and just they're freaking can't handle being treated like everyone else. Oh, but, but enough about Wunger. <laughs> I thought hey, you were turning that on me. Sorry, I thought about it, but I, I, you know, I thought who's, who's absent and can't defend himself. Sorry, so what kind of, what kind of manager would you be? Me? I would yeah. be a player's manager, I think. <laughs> you sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> From one day to the next, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I'd be a terrible manager. Tactics, schmactics. Yeah. Fuck tactics. Get out there and play with heart. Yeah, exactly. Roll your sleeves up. You could have taken him with, over the ball. Why didn't you? The leg breaker waiting right there. Come on. Since um, we talked about every other superstar player, and we've got 36 minutes in the show before I mentioned Cristiano Ronaldo, who started on the bench again for Eric Ten Hag. He's only started one match in the Eric Ten Hag era. Craig and I talked about it a lot in the post-match show, which you can still see on YouTube if you're uh, looking to get our dose uh, every Sunday, halftime and post-match of that 11.30 game. We're giving you a footy prime stream. And in the ha- at the half, Craig had uh, referenced how nice it was that Ronaldo stood up and clapped and cheered on Anthony's goal. and you know, Body language, attitude looks good. And we all speculated he'd get out there for at least you know a 20-minute run. Got 33 minutes, I think, in, in change, and uh, he looked miserable as shit. And, and you would ne- you would not know that Manchester United won if you only looked at his body language. <laughs> that is true. All right. So, and in, in, in talking about Rashford, if Rashford plays at this level, like, I don't know how many minutes Ronaldo's going to get. I don't know how this doesn't become a bigger problem for Manchester United. Don't you think? Do you think? Okay, let me ask you this, Pete. Does Ronaldo finish the season at United? I'm not talking about necessarily a transfer, but at some point will he just walk away sulking or will he be barred from first team team activities? What's going to happen here? I don't see him finishing there as a, no. as a member of the squad in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that as well. I mean, the, the World Cup really does make it messy, I think, right? But I don't know what 
what scenario could, might present itself in January that sees him leave more amicably. But it's going to be an ugly situation. And if you paid attention to Manchester United Twitter or Portugal Twitter, a lot of people were seeing like, Oof, you know, he, he comes on, Bruno immediately plays different. Everyone plays different around him. Um, Fred's not Portuguese, obviously, but you can see like Fred was just playing to not make a mistake. And then he didn't make a mistake. Ronaldo's pissed at him. Um, I do not envy Fernando Santos. What if he's not playing? Like he's, he's just a bit player up into the World Cup. He hasn't got minutes. Is that the big um, storyline entering the World Cup of all teams? Will Ronaldo start for Portugal? It's one of the biggest stars in the game at the biggest sporting event in the world. Of course, it's going to be a huge talking mm-hmm. point. And again, why I don't envy Fernando Santos's position. He's got so many attacking options that just can't play, it seems, to their level when he is there uh, expected to play at his level, which is incredible when he's on, right? Like he's going to bag your goals, but it does hamper and complicate how you can, how you can play. And they've got so many pieces. Rafael Leal scored a brace for AC Milan. That guy has to be on the plane, but at whose expense? Uh, if, if Jota slips up, if, if even Bruno Fernandez, Bernardo Silva, like Leal can be in there, but Leal has playing? to be in there. He has to be in there. Doesn't he? On the team, I don't know if he has to be on the pitch. And that's because you've still got Ronaldo. I mean, you you still can't put the other names that I mentioned, I think, in the best position for them to succeed. So it really is like a messy situation. And in reality, I think I've been denying for a long time <laughs> that that team is hampered by his everything, existence. After selfishness? Yeah. Well, he's going to walk into that team like it's his team, right? Doesn't he? He's not going to care that he hasn't. He's going to feel entitled to walk straight into that team because he's still the best player in the world. Is Santos deep down praying for an injury? Yeah, probably, or, or another bout of <laughs> another bout of COVID. <laughs> make his life exactly make his life easier. But yeah, it's going to be a really fascinating storyline, isn't it? To, to watch the little because everyone says you know you, you got to play games. You can't be entering the World Cup rusty. Mm. And if Leal's you know still scoring goals for Milan. I mean, he was mm-hmm. brilliant against Inter this weekend. Has been all year. If you, I mean, how can you justify putting a 38-year-old on the field that's not playing? I just don't get it. Regardless of his name, be a, be a strong manager, be a strong coach, make the call. I mean, I guess the advantage being is that Leao hasn't established himself in the national team yet. It would be, it would be different, right? If he, if he, even like Jota, who played a ton at the Euros. Mm-hmm. Leao hasn't truly done that yet, so... Yeah, if he keeps up that form, though, like it's a good it's a good problem to have, right, Jimmy? Multiple players that need to be on the on the pitch. It um, is, you, you, but you do wonder how he's going to handle Ronaldo. And I could see if he goes with another striker and puts it up on the board and says this is a starting lineup. I could see Ronaldo getting up off his seat and wiping it off and going, "Nope, Ronaldo starts." <laughs> <laughs> it could really be a problem. Um, oh yeah, it could tear a dress room apart. Difficult for that manager, I tell you. I mean, he's damned if he does. He's damned if he doesn't. I mean, if he plays him and he, they win games, he's a hero. If he doesn't play him and they lose or vice versa, it's all down to results. Do you but, think yeah. Portugal as a whole, like as a nation, B, is prepared to see Ronaldo take a back seat? Would they, would they side with the coach? Or has he still got that kind of currency back home that, that you know the people are behind the player? I mean, I don't think I'm prepared for Ronaldo to take a back seat. I don't think I want that reality to happen. Um, you know, 
and you're just hanging on to the glory years or greatness that that, that feeling um i think i i think it depends on the situation if if it's very clear that like it has been with juventus and has been with manchester united that yeah he's he's still tapping in a few but as a team you can tell they're not playing to their level then i could i could see i could see the tide shifting the feeling shifting in this tournament but at the same time too like them qualifying right as as narrow as it was this feeling that this is ronaldo's last chance at winning a world cup i do think the nation would be backing the player over the manager I think what you got to keep in mind too, guys, is the, the national team managers are, they'll be in constant uh, talks with, with all the players. So he'll be, he'll definitely be talking with Ronaldo, seeing where he is. So before that camp gets going, Ronaldo will know where he stands as well. Right? It's not like they just bring everybody in and all of a sudden now he's talking to players. And he'll be talking throughout the season, you know, seeing how we are, how's your fitness levels. Blah, 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 going through every single player, so he'll have an understanding of of where he is going into that tournament. Yeah, and as we saw at Euro 2016, he can also be the best coach in the world. So if he ends up being on the <laughs> sidelines next to Fernando Santos, throwing him around like a rag doll, when Portugal win the World Cup, then we'll praise Ronaldo for being the coach that got them there, right? Yeah, of course. That's how it's going to play out. Um, I was astonished with how things played out at Villa Park on Saturday. I had uh, that match on the big monitor, and I had the Milan Derby on the smaller one. Um, but one-one Aston Villa Man City, like oh my god, Villa did not truly reserve, deserve that result. But that's the beauty of football; they got something out of a game that they weren't expected to get anything out of, and that's a huge boost for Steven Gerrard's team, Charms. Yeah, good result, good result. Holland on the uh, score sheet again. I thought they played very, very well. I thought Mings was amazing. Yeah, he was. He was unbelievable. He was all over Holland, whole match, just trying to get in his head, marked him tight, was physical. I thought he played brilliant. And perhaps I'm unfair to say, you know, they they didn't deserve to get a point there. But they weathered You were unfair to say that. But 72% possession. Um, I'm pulling up the, how many saves Emmy Martinez made. Um, This can't be right. It says zero. <laughs> 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 the, that could be right. The internet's wrong. No, I mean Martinez made made at least three saves that uh, Holland could have had a hat trick again. Maybe they were just going white and they don't count as saves. Maybe that's it. Um, but you know what? It's, it's, we we talked last time about do players get figured out, right? And we all kind of agreed that yeah, not not really. I mean, players can adapt, but you get used to players and you understand how best to play a player. And maybe Mings has, has watched those games and said, well, the only way to play this guy is to play him physical. Give him as little space as possible. And Mings is a big boy, right? He's he's physically he's the equal of yeah. of Haaland, which you can do. Would Lissandro Martinez you know, do the same? Probably not. Couldn't play him that way, but Mings can. And Mings is also playing for his own reputation as well. It's been a real tough start to the season, even before the season began, with him and Gerard. And uh, I guess Gerard's figured out he needs him now. He so does, uh, yeah. I thought he played well as well. But I tell you what, Haaland he scored the goal. But what I loved about Haaland is that early in the game, Carl uh, Walker. Uh, had a great opportunity to, to dish the ball to him. He was wide open and Walker shot the ball instead and missed. And the reaction of Harlem was like he was so pissed. He was just screaming at, at Walker. So he's feeling pretty comfortable in that in that setup, I think. Yeah, I love that as well. And Walker seemed surprised. Uh, he had his, had his back to him, turned around like, who's that yelling at me? He's a Viking. If you, if you watch, tall blonde guy. Shit. 
Yeah, if you watch that play, I forget who it was. If it was Mings that had come up, but um, he he just kind of fell. He kept uh, he protected the ball. He held it up well. And as he was falling, he laid it off for, I forget who it was that made that pass. And then he got up and joined the run and was in front of Kyle Walker. And to be honest, I think Walker had his head down and thought, no one's in the box. The guy who started the play fell 10 paces away. He got up with such pace and determination. Like, he's a, God, he's a total package. I know we keep gushing about him but just the one goal though a bit disappointing i know i know i know has me talking shit about my own team because he only had one, one i put money on him scoring two or more goals of course oh, <laughs> do you win any bets i i will no, not very many no no i don't have a good record either but it's because i keep listening to you i feel no like... actually i do i've done okay this year actually this last week's been a little bit uh bare but overall, I've been doing okay. But not, it's not like I'm betting very much money, B. <laughs> what are you up? What are you up? Six bucks? What? Wow, on the season, I'm up over 100 bucks. Oof. That's a lot of money there. Six bucks for charms. <laughs> so, what are you more, which draw were you more surprised by? Aston Villa Man City or the Merseyside Derby? Which was mm. a hell of a scoreless draw. That was as good a nil nil as you could see. Oh, my God. I, Pickford was unbelievable. Allison made some. Fantastic saves. Brilliant. Yep. I don't uh, always wake up for the 7.30 match, but I was very happy that I caught that in its entirety. That was a very, very entertaining game. And Frank Lampard can be pretty happy there. I mean, obviously the players, uh, that they always get up for it in that ground. They know how much it means to everyone in, in those stands at Goodison. Um, but I thought the, the fight was good, and, and they really caused Liverpool some problems. Connor Cody, I thought a little. I didn't feel sorry for him. Obviously, I support the other team, but um, I, I, my God, if I was in neutral, I'd feel sorry for Connor Cody. And yeah. you look at that that Everton team, right? They actually defend pretty well. When you look at Tarkovsky and Cody back there, there's, they should mm-hmm. defend pretty well. There've mm-hmm. been some pretty astute signings by Frank Lampard. So I don't know if you'll last there too long. I have no idea, but uh, I think they're getting a lot of draws at the moment. They haven't been a complete dumpster fire just yet. No. No, they've got some good things defensively. You're right, Tarkovsky's good, and I really like Mikalenko. I think he's a good piece for them. He gives them a threat. And then Anthony Gordon is like a very good player. You can see why Chelsea were so keen on him and were ready to throw the you know, bags of cash for him. I think that those it'll be hard to keep him. I can't see Arsenal keeping, uh, excuse me, Everton keeping him for another full season. Uh, but for right now, he's got them in a in a good place. Not sure he's worth sixty million pounds though, which is what the the rumor was. But it's yeah, all about potential, I suppose. What is money anymore? What, Verge what, was uh, lucky, huh? Stay on the field. Yes. Yeah, Virgil Van Dyke. That was a red card, was it not? I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for our ex pros. Missed that. Didn't see that. Yeah, he went like midway down the the, the shin over the ball. Oh. It was, yeah, have a look at it. It's okay, but you watched it. Yeah, yeah, it was, right. It, I mean, I, I think he's very fortunate. I think he kind of his body language. I think he kind of knew it as well um, as he stood up there. You, you're also too like how, how much of it is us expecting there to be um, a serious decision for someone like Anthony Taylor to make, and uh, and, and just he just got it wrong. Yeah, I saw Carragher do. Right? It's funny. I saw Carragher do the exact same thing a few years ago. Now and got a red card for it. Exact same thing. I think maybe either they missed it. I mean, VAR should have looked at that again. Dangerous play. I, I do wonder whether Virgil's reputation uh, uh, 
allowed him him that because he's not that kind of player at all. He doesn't need to be that kind of player, right? Right. He'll, he usually he'll, he'll beat you just through positioning. He doesn't need to go in late over the ball. So it was, it was clearly an accident, but still a red card. They had 23 attempts on goal, Liverpool. 23. Yeah, uh, they didn't play badly. No? Like I said, Pickford was incredible. He won those games, didn't he? Pickford Mm -hmm. was great. Um, I think Craig and I had this conversation off air, um, but England fans who don't want Pickford to be the number one at the World Cup would have hated that match. (laughs) Because it seems like that's the play, doesn't it? I, I listen... The thing is, Southgate's so loyal to his players, right? Which is why Pickford's going to start for England. And I, I don't mind Pickford at all. Good shot stopper, but shouldn't they all be good shot stoppers? Um, Nick Pope, for me, though, is a guy. He's just more stable. Isn't going to make the mistake. Whereas Pickford's always got that that mistake in him. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan of Pope as well. Although Ramsdale is pretty great as well. You know what? Finally, after a number of years, Craig, there's some really good young yeah. English goalkeepers coming through. I mean, Pope's not young, but it being, yeah. you know, that was for many generations, that was the strength of England. Always produce great goalkeepers. Always, I like Ramsdale. Always. For decades, England, England goalkeepers were known as the best. Not Shrewsbury, so much now. Shrewsbury, Joe Hart. Well, not better than German. German goalkeepers were the, always the best, weren't they? Uh, well, they're, yeah, they're very good. Yeah, very good German goalkeepers, yeah. Like, who would you say the best English goalkeeper has been over the last 30 years? 30 years? Seaman. Peter, Peter Shilton. Shilton was kind of before. That's more than 30 yeah. years now, isn't it, Craig? Shilton? Is it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That was the 1980s. <laughs> Gordon Banks. <laughs> yeah, no, Seaman was, yeah, yeah. Well, was great, right? World Cup, right? After Seaman, it has been this this uh, production line of average goalkeepers who who came with much hope but didn't really pan out. Yeah, from Scott Carson to Chris Kirkland to Richard Wright, your boy there, Craig. Yeah, um, David James again, great shot stopper, but always had that mistake in him. Rob Joe Hart, yeah. who thought for a while was going to be the the long term success at the Seaman, didn't really pan yeah. out in the end. See, yeah. I would always thought that over the last thirty probably. German goalkeepers have been dominant, no? Oliver Kahn, Jens Lehmann. Yeah. Pretty Manuel, good. Manuel Neuer. Oh, yeah, that Neuer guy. Neuer. That guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not bad. <laughs> Ter Stegen would be number one on most nations, uh, if not for him being German and having Neuer in front of him. Yeah, German goalkeepers are, are pretty damn good. Um, did you know that Shrewsbury Joe Hart is playing at Celtic? Because I didn't know until they beat Rangers 4-0 in the derby. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. So we'll see Joe Hart in the Champions League then. Yeah. Elvis is dead as well. Oh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> what? Jimmy, you enjoyed that this weekend. Change uh, directions a little bit. What is Leicester doing, by the way, fellas? I mean, what's going yeah. on in that club? Yeah. They started off great. Scored after a minute, didn't they? You, they did start great, but yeah. they just, they And then they <laughs> an own goal after 10 or something. It's, just, they, it's like they ran out of will. Yeah. Right, and and Brighton are too good a team for you to take your foot off the gas or lose your head. I think I think you might see Rogers get canned this week. I've got a feeling. Yeah, it's yeah. coming. It's coming. There was a a play where James Madison had just um, he made a challenge. It was on the edge of the box, I think, 
and it was it was like so stupid and it just seemed like he was so i i think i tweeted about it like just confused and frustrated and it just seemed like it summed up the the whole season and there was i there wasn't a penalty um i think there might have been a booking but just it, it was such a strange play from someone that you expect more from and they just looked so beat yeah they, they weren't down 5-2 at that point i think it was 4-2 well, if you're not if you're not if you're not dressing room as well as a player, you're frustrated because not much has come in, right? And you're selling your best players. Mm-hmm. They're struggling, struggling. Yeah, you kind of think you know, look at Schmeichel and he's like he was 35 and he moved to Nice. Is like, all right, why that happen? Yeah, I was thinking about. It. Do you think maybe someone had a little word in his ear saying, "Listen, this is gonna be a long season. We're not gonna be." Um, improving the squad. Yeah. Now is the time to leave if you want to leave. Yeah. Go Although the they retain, league. there's lots of rumors about Madison. Tippy Tappy, French runs. League. <laughs> Playing in the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 there were so many rumors about Tillemans and Madison leaving as well. It didn't happen. He benched Vardy this weekend as well. He's trying stuff. Mm, yeah. But, uh, yeah. He looks a beaten man, Rogers. I, he's just waiting for the. Waiting for the call, but he's not. Uh, he's not going to resign. I don't think because he no. wants to be paid up. But I feel sorry for him too because he's not really been given a fighting chance with this team. And I just hope this fairy tale of Leicester City isn't uh, coming to an end. But the owner clearly struggling financially. I think the COVID uh, pandemic really hit uh, this, the Thai owners uh, very heavily. Pretty hard. Yeah, not not mm. one of the not one of the billionaires that was in the uh, on the side to benefit from COVID. Pandemic, well, that's right. right. You know, it's, uh, it's hard to compete in a world of billionaires and trillionaires. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard for, for Rogers as well because he, he is a great manager. Yeah. Very, very good manager. And if you don't got the tools to work with, I mean, look, you, you can't polish a turd. So no. if they're not good enough, he's I'll struggling. Make a, I'll make a prediction. Sean Dyche, Leicester City's next manager. I like that. Oh, where would Brendan Rogers go? Oh, fuck no. I haven't made a prediction on that yet. <laughs> he'll sit and wait, I think, for a pretty big job, and I think he'll he's, he'll still get one. Yeah. I can see that as well. Yeah. No rush. No. Go, go on TV occasionally. You Speak think- nice and slowly with that nice Northern Irish accent. Uh, actually, you Jimmy did it there. Be- it sounded. I thought Jimmy was doing a Brendan Rodgers impression. Do you think he would? Who, me? Yeah. No. Where do you think he'll go? That's Where do you, think he'll, Where do you go? think he'll go? I could see, I could see him because Forrest planted that seed in my head with Cooper, mm. and if it doesn't go well, I think Brendan Rodgers would love to take that one. You know what? Okay. It's funny you mention that because I read this morning in one of the British papers the first time I saw that under pressure Steve Cooper hadn't heard that before until Craig mentioned it last week, and now that the media has obviously been listening to Craig, and they picked up on it. That's yeah. how the internet works. They see things that are happening on podcasts and they write about it so they can well our podcast yeah we we set the narrative for the european game and they just grab the scraps and the crumbs and and go with it so i'll tell you one one issue i knew that we were going to have with um nottingham forest promotion which i'm very happy about but right away i thought this is going to be a real problem for us talking about them all the time it's differentiating between our craig forest and nottingham forest so when Jimmy says Forrest planted the seed, I assumed he was talking about the club and then realized, oh, you mean Craig. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure our listeners are having yeah. the same issue. Repeatedly. Same thing right. when you say Forrest going down. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I hope he doesn't hurt it. I hope he doesn't hurt his hip. I'm worried about him at this point. <laughs> Forrest to the yeah. bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Took Forrest a long time to get up. <laughs> Can we encourage the listeners to actually give some other jokes at Craig's expense now? The mismatching of Craig Forrest and Nottingham Forrest. Uh, you know what, though? I will celebrate you, Craig Forrest, you genius predictor, because you uh, you said you were just taking the piss out of Jimmy, um, what it would be like. The whole point of that Cooper conversation started because you said, yeah, but when they lose to Bournemouth on Saturday, and then we start talking about Steve Cooper as he under pressure. And then they went and lost to Bournemouth having been up 2-0. 3-2. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a response for, from the Cherries. part in that second half. Oh, oh did they ever. You know, you, you, even... When it was still 2-0, you got a feeling that if Bournemouth, the commentators, he was like, it was just a feeling. If Bournemouth get one here, this is not over yet, you know? And then it just yeah. kept coming, even 2-1. It was just inevitable. It was just really poor from Forrest. Like, it was just, it wasn't a case of against the run of play or anything like that. Bournemouth completely deserved it. And Can Bournemouth, you put that- outside of the, uh, obviously, the three games they lost heavily to the, the top teams in the league, right? They win the first game of the year. They drew last time. They won on the weekend. Scott Parker may have made a mistake here. That they're not actually quite as bad as he may have thought. So when he threw the owners under the bus and got mm. fired after the 9-0, mm. perhaps, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to survive. They're going to be in it, but they're clearly a decent team against similar level clubs. I wonder if he'll end up regretting that. I, I was thinking that in that match for sure. And you often see that, right? Like I think, well, even Burnley, we were all pissed off that they'd fired Sean Dyche and then look at the run they went on afterwards. And I thought I, f- I felt that with Bournemouth too. I thought, oh man, this you know felt like they really did uh, Scott Parker dirty, and this is unfair. And now shit, look at them. But I think you're right that the the way they played against Forest, they I think they just looked like you know more of a cohesive unit. And it's, Jimmy, is that kind of not? Um, can, you, yeah. can you simplify it for Forest that they're co- not cohesive yet? They're no. learning each other's not names yet. for fuck's sakes not yet no not at all and you can you're see throwing, you're throwing 21 players at this wall and you got rid of 14 players that showed all that spirit and fight to get you into the premier league that's gone you're asking a manager to put a team together to compete in the best league in the world a brand new team yeah i don't care who you are that is really really difficult and you're going to go through some pain so yeah you know they're going to they're gonna you- give them much leash uh Jimmy, they're bringing a big name. You're right. I think with the the amount of money that they spent, you can definitely see the writings on the wall that they will go after a big manager at one point. For sure they will. Big time. Brendan Rodgers. He needs a result next next game. No, he has to get a result. But, you know, like, and the thing is with Forrest, when you watch them, they go through little spells where you're like, Jesus, okay, they're, they're decent. And then they Mm -hmm. have, they go through another little spell where you're going, oh my God, they're all over the place here. They don't know what they're doing. And then, obviously, with Bournemouth, they start getting a little bit of momentum. That that strike by Billing in the second half. Good God, it was a cannon. Oh. Cannon. And then that just that just put a spring in their step, and then that was it. They were on the front foot the whole second half after that. Yeah. Jeez, he hit that ball well. Oh, oh my God. God. Was knuckling, moving around. It wasn't even in the corner, but you can't blame the goalkeeper. It was, it was oh, shit, that was flying. I think the next four games are massive for Forrest. Um, because they've got to settle in to this team quickly, um, but they've got a good opportunity to kind of pick up some points, but they'll be tested. They're away to Leeds on Monday. Then they're home to Fulham. Uh, 
Then the next match was a Friday, so it's a short week for them. But then away to Leicester, who are a mess, and then home to Villa in the uh, the very first Premier League Jimmy Brennan Brennan Dunlop Derby. We should get together for that, buddy. Yeah, let's do it. That'd be a good one. So I think that'd be a good test. But charms to your point about Bournemouth, like I'm I'm really excited to see their next few games now and see what they're made of because they've also got an interesting fixture list in front of them. They're home to Brighton um, on Saturday. Then they're away mm-hmm. to Newcastle. Then they go, excuse me, then they're home to uh, Brentford and then home to Leicester as well. Yep. No, there's, I mean, there's a time a week ago where the conversation was, will they be the worst Premier League team ever in the history of the league? Will they be worse right. than Derby County? And I don't think, I'm, I'm not seeing that right now. Oh. So it's been unpredictable so far this season. The Prem, if nothing else, unpredictable, which is all we can really ask for. Mm-hmm. It's been enjoyable. Wrap up quickly. I tell you what is a guarantee that uh, no matter what situation Fulham are in, Mitrovic is going to do something to take over. What a goal Holy shit. Like, what a player. Like, Fulham, that was, that was, I was distracted watching multiple games, so I, I can't say it truly, but it seemed like Fulham just didn't have a handle on it. One of, one of their poor performances. And then he just individually just dragged them back into the game with a hell of a goal. What a unit he is, by the way. <sighs> what a player, man. It's I huge. could see him bossing a, an MLS. He'd be worth $10 million a year, don't you think? Oh, you know what? He, that's a good point. He's not there yet, but I could totally see him in MLS. He's the kind of player that would make the move, isn't he? Yeah, seems like he would be. Um, Harry Kane scored again. And uh, so, so was a new goal record? God, the, the, I can't keep up anymore. Andy Cole. He surpassed Andy Cole. Oh, excuse me, yeah. Yeah, people, you know, we were obviously already crowning Harlan golden boot winner, right? And he's got 10 goals, probably will. But don't rule out Harry Kane just yet. He's Mm -hmm. had a pretty damn good start to the season for a guy that doesn't generally start well to the season. Mm -hmm. Mm, Good point. Scoring most weeks. So it could be a good little race there between the two of them. First to to 50 wins. And he takes on uh, Wolves 1, Southampton 0. Nice to see Wolves actually capable of scoring a goal. I saw them actually linked with someone last night. Um, they're going to bring in Diego Costa. Yeah. See that? Is he a free I agent? I saw that. He's a free agent. Is yeah. he really? Wow. Because uh, what's his name? Gone down the striker. Um, the brand new guy. Sassan. Yeah. Kaladzic, or uh, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name. Yeah, so they're going to take... Uh, it's too bad they don't fancy the Canadian, Theo. They have him on loan at Blackburn, yes? Yeah. Blackburn, Theo right? Cobiano? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's in what happened there because he he got a cap under Herbman, right? And I, was, I think it's early in early in qualifying. It was the Cayman Islands or something. Team. Yeah, hmm? it was against the Caymans. Yeah, and and he obviously he was there at the Gold Cup, and he he really cuts his impressive figure. All the comparisons to Ronaldo, remember, which is everyone laughed at, but um, and then he's just kind of just disappeared off the the national setup. Well, it's also a deep pool, right? Yeah, I think we no, learned. Right in between those early qualifiers in the Caribbean and running the table without Fonzie for half of the CONCACAF final qualifying round. Like it's a a deep pool. Herman's got some tough decisions to make too, right? Head of Qatar. Yeah, he does. So I wonder if that's why John David uh, didn't move because he can guarantee himself playing time right now at Nice. If he went to Leeds or Everton, is he getting in ahead of, you know, Patrick Bamford or, you know, Rodrigo at Leeds? I mean, at Everton, you might, because Christ, got <laughs> Calvert-Lewin's never healthy. But uh, 
I think he's made the right choice. I think there'll be a lot of teams after him after the World Cup. Though. Yeah, if he has a good World Cup, if, yeah. if he if he can play to his level, um, yeah. at least in flashes, I think he's going to put himself. A lot of Canadian players are going to put themselves in the shop window. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, scoring yeah. goals for Lyon is really what people want to see. Though, if you're scouting, not you know, three four games at the World Cup, you're going to make a decision. Although you see that an awful lot. It's if he doesn't score goals at Lyon and he comes into the World Cup, he next one or whatever, then it's it doesn't mean anything. He needs if, to be scoring at league football. If regular. he did score goals at Lyon, it'd be pretty fucking crazy since he plays for Lille. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That would be impressive. <laughs> Early morning podcast. Uh, thanks for letting yeah. me have that charm. So you and I, our eyes both lit up, right? Like, but oh, let me have I, it. No, you have it. No, let me have it. You have it. Yeah, I've, I've caught the expert out. Kanisha Buchanan when she was at Lyon. Yeah, that's right. Teased. Yeah, there's there's some great connections to Lyon football. Yeah, but uh, this is a yeah. good show. I say we put a bow in it because uh, because I got to go to the toilet. So like the right, <laughs> right time to uh, say goodbye to everyone. We'll everyone back envision that with an interview. Now. I think I was being polite about it. It was a long night. I mentioned the CNE. It was uh, it was a long night of eating. Horrible things consumed. Didn't mention Brentford smashed Leeds 5-2. No, I didn't. Do you want to now take we that? Have. Well, I... <laughs> and now we have. And therefore, we are complete. Footy Prime, the complete unit where we talk about things we want to talk about. Uh, but we appreciate you listening and uh, subscribe to Fubo TV if you haven't already at FuboTV.com slash Footy Prime. And in the meantime, between time, we'll speak to you at uh, some point soon. Cheers for listening. Keep buying new stuff. It's time to get this party started tonight